Welcome to the Heart Matters Podcast with your host, Ibn Leon. Join us as we explore the intricacies of spirituality and self-improvement. Gain a fresh perspective on enhancing your spiritual, emotional, and mental well-being through the fusion of spirituality and self-improvement. Enjoy Ibn's engaging conversations with guests from diverse backgrounds. They share unique perspectives on personal growth and holistic health. From spiritual leaders to relationship experts, entrepreneurs to creatives, each episode delivers knowledge and inspiration. Tune in to the Heart Matters podcast for profound conversations and practical advice empowering you to live your best life. Chapter 5 Inspiring Stories Okay, everybody. So let me ask all of you a question that I asked myself back in 2017. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get my podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. How do I record my episode? How do I get my show on all the apps that people like to listen to? The answer to every one of these questions is really simple. Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. So, if you've always wanted to start your own podcast and have people listen to your voice, go to anchor.fm slash start. Again, anchor.fm slash start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. Again, that's Anchor. Dot .fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. Hello, Miss Randall. Hi. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm, I'm great. Okay. Let me introduce <laughs> you to, to everybody and then we can talk a little bit, all right? Okay. All right. This is Diane Randall. She's a whole living consultant and a college instructor. And also she has a master's degree in spiritual psychology. This is where I want to start. <laughs> First of all, I want to know what, what that means. What does it mean to be a spiritual psychologist? What it means is you're navigating your life from the inside out. Oh, wow. You're learning inner tools such as heart-centered listening, uh, compassion, uh, seeing through people's eyes in terms of who they are, why they're here, and also just looking at what, what the reason is you're here. Why are you here? Okay. 
But spiritual right. psychology teaches you who am I, why am I here, and what should I be doing with my life? But you're navigating from the inside out. And that means along the way, you are releasing a lot of the things that are keeping you stuck in your life. For example, if you had a lot of trauma in your childhood, the principles in spiritual psychology allow you to tap into those experiences and release those experiences with more understanding, with more uh, healing, I would say that. It's it's a pretty powerful, uh, it was a very powerful experience for me. I mean. Okay. (laughs) Okay, so how long did it take for you to go on this journey to get this master's degree in spiritual psychology? It took me two years. I'll I'll tell you how it all came up. It it wasn't something I had said, that's what I want to do. I live in Chicago and I went to uh, Bodhi Temple, which is where they would invite a lot of spiritual teachers. You know, I'd go and hear lectures. So one time I went and Iyala Van Zandt was the speaker and Mm. she gets on stage and she says, hello, my name is Iyala Van Zandt and I have a master's degree in spiritual psychology. And when I heard that, I sat up very still in my seat. (laughs) It just resonated so deeply because I had been attending a lot of workshops, a lot of listening to a lot of teachers, just trying to figure out my own way through uh, spirituality. But that resonated. And immediately I told myself, oh, my God, I could probably do some deep dives with that. You know, so I called the school and they said uh, it's in Santa Monica, California. And I'm thinking it's something online. okay? yeah. And. (laughs) When I talked to the representatives, they were like, no, you have to come here one week in a month for the next two years. And I'm like, oh, my God, because that was so huge to get my head around. (laughs) You know, I live in Chicago, fly to California for the next two years. But I tell you what, I kept talking to the representatives and they made it so easy. If you come, it doesn't matter if you have a place to stay. We'll figure it out. So I had no reason in the end not to go. And I decided to take it one weekend at a time. And right. fast forward, I ended up completing the degree. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's excellent. Okay. Now, listen, I wanted to, I wanted to let you talk about just your life and, you know, your upbringing a little bit, or, you know, just share with our audience a little bit about yourself, stuff that's not in your bio. Okay. I'm originally from St. Louis, Missouri. Grew up, born and raised. I went to grade school, high school, and even college. Uh, uh, Got my bachelor's in St. Louis. I have two children. Uh, They're grown now, and I was married for a very long time. Uh, One of the things that happened to me When I got a divorce, I started wanting something different, something 
I was looking at something better for myself, but that kept leading me out of St. Louis. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So I ended up getting a, 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 a job, a great job in Chicago. I left St. Louis, left my security because, you know, I had my family, my friends, all the people that supported me and helped me watch my children. I moved to Chicago with no support system. That's how bad I felt I needed to change my life. So I've been here 20, about 28, 29 years. Mm-hmm. And my life has really changed in a way that I could have never planned it. I'll just right. say that. Right. I'll just say that. So Okay, now what, what gave you the strength to just make these moves like this? First, you know, to move out to Chicago and then to move to the school. I mean, you just, you know, you just up and wet. I mean, what where did this where does this come from? Okay, I can tell you exactly where it comes from. It comes <laughs> from growing up in the city of St. Louis with a single mom who took care of us as best she could, seeing her get up, go to work, take us to the babysitter, you know, just doing what she had to do to survive. So for me, you know, in my early life, I I didn't have anybody to, you know, her dying, you want to do everything I had to do, I had to do it on my own. At least I felt that way. I'm sure that that wasn't exactly it. But just from my young mind, it's like if I wanted something, I had to go after it. Right. You know, my mom, my mom didn't have money to give me, you know, she was just doing her best to take care of us. So if I wanted something, I always just put intention on it and just went after it. And I, and those are the skills that I feel that I, I grab a hold to when, when I really want to do something, especially if it takes me outside of my comfort zone, something that's hard, you know, like leaving leaving St. Louis, leaving everybody behind and coming to Chicago for a different kind of life with no family, those kind of right. things, going to University of Santa Monica, which is which, which I felt was even bigger than that because it's like, wow, I have to be consistent. I have to, you know, it's money, it's costing, but, but mm. I'm going to do it anyway, you know? So I feel that those early, 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 lessons and skills that I got as a child growing up, just having to figure it out for myself has really fed my adult life. Excellent. Okay, now tell me about what did you teach in the college? What college did you teach at? I teach at a college called College of DuPage. And what I do is I teach my whole, what I call my whole living classes. I teach classes that help people with their lives, setting healthy boundaries, uh, self-compassion skills, uh, <laughs> uh, jump-starting your life, turning your, your passion, things you're passionate about into a career. Uh, I teach classes to help people to balance their lives, help people to let go of fear in their lives and really focus on showing up in their lives better. And I always tell my, my students who are adults, I teach in an adult enrichment program that, that nobody teaches us how to live our lives. So that's what I feel I do. 
Okay. So you mentioned healthy boundaries. What what does that mean? Could you explain that to us a little bit? Boundaries mean boundaries help us to protect ourselves. I think a lot of us don't learn about boundaries in childhood because if you're of a certain generation, <laughs> you know, you, you didn't have your own space. You know, people walked in and out of your space and, it, uh, you know, often, you know, nobody asked you what you wanted. Nobody, you know, wanted you to, you know, you did things that people asked you to do. Boundaries allow us to set protect ourselves from doing things we don't want to do doing things that don't support us doing everything for everyone else and not for ourselves boundary allow us to it's like i always call it my shield of protection uh because mm. it's that part of me that says i hear you're asking me to go to a meeting that i just don't want to go to but my boundaries say you know what this is not something I want to do. And I feel that inside of me. So boundaries right. are allowing me to negotiate and say, it's not something I can do today without feeling guilty, without being afraid. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> teaching people how to treat you and how far they can step into your personal space. Okay. Okay. Now, are you, are you a professional speaker? Because you sound like a, you're a professional speaker. Do you I do this for a living as well? I do this for a living as well. I teach and teaching is my favorite thing to do. So that has allowed me to speak um, wherever I get a chance, whatever platform. I love to teach and speak because helping people to live better lives, because I've all the things that I teach, I learn from other people. Uh, right. from spiritual to self-help teachers. So I share that with a lot of people. So to answer your question, it's yes. Okay. Yeah, you got <laughs> you have an excellent delivery. I'm thinking people are probably really <laughs> captivated by you. Do you speak to large audiences or just, you know, just the people at the school? I mean, how, how does I, that work? I just teach at the school. And what's interesting that started happening with the school, they also have a speakers bureau. So sometimes I get invited to different companies to speak, especially around the first of the year when people want to change their habits. They want to they wanna do better, whether it's with food, whether it's with, you know, just changing their lives for the better. So I also speak, for example, I have a women's summit coming up in September in DC. So right. I teach at expos. I teach wherever I'm invited, basically. Okay, well, where do you, I mean, where are you getting all the energy to do all this? I mean, you got, you got so many things on the table. I mean, how, how are you getting all this energy to do all of this? They're all balanced. Uh, I would say my two biggest responsibilities are now adults and they live their own life. So that gave me more room. Uh, <laughs> right. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a business owner, I'm, you know, so, so I get to set my calendar and uh, incorporate things that I feel are important to me in my life. Oh. So, so I build in the things that, that I want to do these days. Okay. I see. Now I seen on your bio that you were on the Oprah show. Can you tell me about <laughs> the album? I read this. I said, well, I have to ask her about 
this Oprah Winfrey thing. Can okay. you tell me about that? <laughs> <laughs> this, this, and see, this is the thing. I always feel if you're open, you have no idea what might show up. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm at a cocktail party. And keep in mind, Harpo Studios was here when Oprah had her show. Right. So I go to the co- uh, uh, happy hour, the cocktail party, and I'm just talking to people. And it ended up being Oprah's producer. So mm. we were talking about the younger men and keep in mind, I, I was younger, but you know, they had younger men. And I told her about uh, 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 dating younger men uh, is okay. And, and, and for me, as long as they had life experience, turns out she tells shares with Oprah and Oprah invited me to be a guest because she wanted to know what is what does that mean? She said, I like what you said, life history. So I came on to talk about that. And it was really about relationships between men and women. And sometimes, uh, how, how is that with someone that's younger? So we had that kind of conversation. It was, it was surreal. <laughs> okay, so what, I mean, okay, so what did, what did you tell her? Can you give us a, get, just give us a synopsis of what you okay. told her? The synopsis of what I told her, because she wanted me to focus on that thing. What is life history? What does that mean? I said, being in a relationship with a younger man is good, but I don't want to be the one with all the history because, you know, that that's going to determine the age of that man. So if he's 20 and I'm 40 and he hasn't had the experience of, of kids, of, of different things in his life, you know, there's different phases of life for everybody. Then, then I feel you risk that uh, relationship not working in the long run. So if he's 20 and I'm 40 or 50, he hasn't, he hasn't enjoyed a life. He has no history of, of what it's like to live a certain way. You know, he mm. hasn't been out much dating. You know what I'm saying? He doesn't have enough life experience. That's what I meant by life history. For for me, that's what I was sharing with her. And I okay, just so- came up with that term. I don't know, you know, it just came up. <laughs> Cause I'm thinking of- <laughs> <laughs> it just came up in my description. <laughs> okay, so I mean, where did this concept come from? Was it based on experience or based you know, on experience? That you... Based okay. on experience. <laughs> not not that I was dating a 20-year-old, but at the time I had a son who was growing up as well. So I knew right. what 20 years old was like. Okay. Right. Right. Okay. <laughs> I, I understand because like, I was raising a young man at the time, and at the time I had dated someone younger, but not twenty years old. So I was in my mind, I'm like, if you could go too young and get this different kind of ride, you know, with the twenty year old, right? Okay, so let's talk about this book. Can we talk about this book a little bit, uh, Jumpstart Your Life? Yes. Okay, so you mentioned in there, you mentioned in there, I'm going to mention this first. You mentioned in there uh, about creating meaningful affirmations to to help drive change. What does that mean? That means uh, 
what what that means is and 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 first of all this book was a workshop that I taught for 10 years and I turned it ended up turning into a workshop because I'm like okay it's ready so okay. the affirmations basically say I it's it's statements that you write about yourself I I am living a wonderful life in Italy I am healthy and strong and vibrant. I am living the life that I've always dreamed of because when I teach the affirmations, you have to talk about or write the affirmations in present tense. And it has to be at least 50% believable. And these are things you say to yourself every day. I say, put it on a sticker, put it on your mirror, put it on your bedroom door, on your bathroom door, put it wherever on your, in your, on your closet door, wherever you can see these affirmations. And what that does is it, it helps to integrate. It helps to integrate inside of you a vision. So if I want to live a healthy life, then I see that every morning. So what that does is it triggers my brain to say, okay, what does that mean for me? Oh, that means that I need to walk. So with that affirmation and and in the class, we write goals to support those affirmations. And then we write a plan with at least two steps. So when you, in the past, when I talked to class, by the time you leave the class, you have two real steps that you could execute when you go back home because those steps support those goals and those goals roll up to the affirmations that you um, you wrote. Okay, so how long did it take you to write this book? How long did that take? Well, I taught the class for 10 years. I took a year to pull everything together. Because keep in mind, this started, this, this really, this just book journey started with a, it started with an article I wrote. This lady wanted me to write a story about being a single mom and stepping out of my comfort zone. So I wrote that story. Then when I started, and then it became a presentation because somebody invited me to speak to women on being a single mom. So it became a presentation. And from the presentation, when I started teaching at the college in the program, I made it a class. And the class just evolved over time into something that can support people on stepping out of their comfort zone and creating lives that they truly, truly want. And I based that on my experience leaving St. Louis with my children, my small children, coming to Chicago with no support system or family mm. and, 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 and making that work. Right. Wow. Okay, so what are some of the roadblocks that would prevent someone from implementing change? You know, what would get in the way of that? Oh, gosh, the biggest, biggest roadblock is are the barriers. It's the things that we tell ourselves. It's the things in the way. For example, one of the biggest barriers I hear is people say, I'm too old. I'm too old to write. <laughs> I'm too old to sing. My time is past, or I lo- I'm an artist, I love it, but I'm not going to make any money. It's, it's those things that, right. that, that stand in the way 
of, of us doing things that we truly love. So you think about being that great artist, but then you talk yourself right out of it in the same moment because you have all these reasons, these, these thoughts around why you can't do the very thing that, that's, that's calling you forward. Hmm. Okay, so how does, how does a person knock those things down? How, do, how does a person overcome those issues? The, the first thing, the first thing, and, and even when I teach my class, I have to talk about, have this conversation first, is to give yourself permission to think about what you truly want without bringing in those reasons you say you cannot do what you want to do. It's, it's just allowing yourself to be in the moment of thinking about what you want. And I challenge you, like I go through this process and, and when you say, oh, I'm too old to write. So the first question is, is that true? Right. And if you say yes, the second question is, what proof do you have? that that's true. Write that down. Hmm. Write that down. Right. And, then, and then it becomes, and, and, then, and then I want you, the third thing is, I want you to restate that because what you end up finding out is not true. It's just all these other stories and, and negative stuff that I'm bringing in that's making it untrue. But what I, what I help people do is separate truth from what they're making up around you know what they want to do so it's 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 is it true then you have to have proof that it's true so i have them write down okay write down why it's true and a lot of times in that moment they discover oh it's me (laughs) i keep saying my husband won't let me do this you know what i mean but it's not my husband it's it's me telling myself that, right? You know, for example, for example, it's sometimes it's not that easy uh, to 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 you know. I don't tell them in three hours they're going to be different people. But what I do is I help them to think about. I trigger thoughts about how things can be different, and then they have to figure out, okay, how can I make this true for me? I now I have a couple of tools that I can use to make this true for me or, or at least come to a point where I can put these things to bed, even if they are barriers that are not so easy, but at least I know now that I can make choices. I can right. make different choices. Okay. okay, now, being that you mentioned age, do you get these doubts and these roadblocks more from older people or people, middle-aged people or for younger people? Or is it like equal in the middle? I get this from middle-aged people. Hmm. Mainly. I get this from middle-aged people um, that that I get people who are, or like in in mid-career, they they are business owners, they're caregivers, they are empty nesters, uh, right. They are people who show up and maybe they've been this woman's been a nurse for the past 20 years, but she has something deeper inside of her 
I shouldn't say nurse. I, I, that's, I shouldn't use that to say that. Hmm. But maybe, maybe she's been a publisher, okay? And, right. But something deeper inside of her to, to do something else, to do something fulfilling, to step out of that comfortable world she's in and create whatever that thing is in her gut that's telling her there's more to life than what I'm doing now. And, right. and it's not even about income, okay? <laughs> right. You know, you know. I, I tell people, you know, we all have had that inkling inside of us. You can ignore it, that discomfort, that thing that says there's something more. There's something more. Right. And and you can ignore it, but it will never ever go away. And nothing says it has to go away, and nothing says that you have to do anything about it. But it's there. But a lot of times it's a guide to lead you to more satisfaction, more fulfillment, more meaning. Okay. All right. So tell me a little bit more about uh, the whole living concept. Tell me about this. Okay. Whole living. It means that it's the whole person. It means the mind, it means the body, it means the spirit, because the truth is one doesn't work without the other. So for me, I teach people inner tools and strategies to help them live their lives. So if I want to lose weight, because that's a common one, I'm tired of being overweight. I can be tired, I can start going to the gym, but that doesn't work unless my brain is in alignment with my body right? because I can work out all I want. And then my brain wants uh, a piece, some chocolate cake, for example. (laughs) And And the brain is going to win because the body's going to follow the brain. So I always say, if you want to change, you have to change your mind. Your body's going right. to go with whatever you do, but you have to change the mind first. Right. Uh, okay, so what are some of the methods you use to help people do that? What, you know, what are the, some of the strategies? The first thing, the very first thing is to recognize that there is something that that needs to change right there's something that needs to change i everybody that's overweight may not feel that they need to lose weight okay you know right so so it's it's recognizing that maybe for my health or maybe for something deeper you know i want to be around with i want to be with my children i want to you know i want to be around for my husband something deeper kicks in So you start to acknowledge that there's something that needs to change. Right. And then what happens is you start making choices. And sometimes, and I mean, you make the choice, but you may have to get a therapist. You may have to get a person. You may have to get some help, but you start making choices in alignment with what you say you want for yourself. So, so if I want to be healthy and around for my children, then I have to make choices that are in alignment with that, uh, mm. with what I want. So in my daily life, 
I have to be doing something every day that supports that. Even if it's just saying, okay, I'm not, I'm going to cut back on the fried food. I'm going to cut back on, you know, eating so much during the day, but your choices now become more in alignment with what you say you want. Okay. And it's just practice. It's just practice every day, every day. Right. Right. Okay. Now tell me about the podcast. I had a podcast called uh, Balanced Living for Busy Professionals. And in that podcast, every show, every show was about teaching inner tools and strategies to help people improve their lives. Because I always tell people, you can live the life you want. And that's what that podcast was about. It was about self-care. It was about uh, plant-based nutrition. It was about personal growth. It was about every aspect of life, mentally, physically, and spiritually. Tools that can support you in your life uh, every day. Okay, so what, what happened to it? Did you, what, did you stop doing it? I stopped doing it and I, I did it for three years and then I started being a guest on podcasts. I switched it up. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so which one you like better? You like being a guest or you like uh, hosting your own podcast? Let, let me tell you, I love podcasts, whether I'm a guest or whether I have my own because I meet so many wonderful people. That's like the best thing. I love right. my podcast. I love doing it, but right now I'm in a cycle of life where I, you know, there's a lot of energy and time put into a podcast to make it right. Right. Yeah. So, so, so I decided that, okay, for now I'm going to just be a guest and that, that allows me to share my message with people. So I, I mm-hmm. love that part of it, uh, to be on different platforms, uh, all across the world you know I get interviewed from everybody from everywhere so so I like that even though my podcast was international you know I I I interviewed with all kinds of people but I switched it up not to say that it's it I'll never do it again but for now in this moment um I'm, I'm a guest I love being a guest okay all right, now we we can't you know it's very difficult to even write about anything without talking about this uh COVID-19. So how, do, how has this affected you personally and professionally, this, uh, this pandemic? Well, and this is what I say all my spiritual work has been about on myself, because it has, it's allowing me to see that it's bad, it's scary, it's, it's, it can be frightening, but yet I can recognize that I can connect to it, but it's not taken over my life. I'm, I'm working from home. I'm doing my YouTube videos to exercise. I'm going out, taking a walk. Uh, I'm eating healthy. I'm not sitting up here, you know, uh, binge eating because I'm in fear inside or I'm grieving this whole crisis. So I feel my work is allowing me, uh, to support myself in a very positive way. That's what I'll say. Mm. And I'm doing podcasts. It's the perfect time. Right. <laughs> it is. I'm doing a podcast. It's beautiful. And yeah. um, I, I feel supported without disconnecting. And my siblings and I, we started doing these uh, 
Zoom cocktail parties where we have a glass of wine, what, whatever their favorite drink is, and we talk for about 30, 40 minutes on Zoom. Is that so, right? Yeah, it's beautiful. And my mom's birthday's next week, so we're setting up a Zoom call with her to wish her happy birthday for about 30, 40 minutes. So we're making the best of it, you know? Right, right. Yeah, working does help, doesn't it? Yes. Yes, it does. Yeah, it helps. It helps a lot. It really does. Okay, so tell me what you got coming up. What, like I said, I have, oh, my class just got canceled. <laughs> I have, I, you know, I teach uh, plant nutrition. I'm plant-based, 100% uh, plant-based. So I also teach my plant-based classes, which are, are, are uh, a lot of what I love to do to help people to change that way as well. Um, Those were canceled. And I have an engagement coming up, like I said, right now in uh, D.C. in September. That hasn't been canceled. (laughs) So we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. My other engagements, the classes, uh, they've been canceled. So. Okay. All right. Okay, Ms. Randall, it was a pleasure talking to you. I mean, it really was. I enjoyed it. I learned a lot. Uh, I got a, I got another podcast coming up. I'm going to interview somebody again tomorrow. This is how it's going now. <laughs> but I'm having so much fun. I'm enjoying I'm meeting a lot of interesting and smart people like yourself. I really appreciate you coming on. You can come back on anytime. Just let me know when you're ready. Send me an email. And you come back on any time, all right? Okay, Lewis. Thank you for inviting me. You're welcome. Thank you. Have a good afternoon. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Heart Matters Podcast for relationship, spiritual, coaching, and resources. Go to the Heart Matters brand link tree, which is linktr.ee slash L-O-U-I-S-M-O-R-R-I-S. That's link T-R dot E-E slash L-O-U-I-S-M-O-R-R-I-S. And we will see you again soon.